Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host here for the podcast. If you find our podcast beneficial, please help us get the word out. The best way that we can reach more people organically is by you guys giving us reviews, sharing it on social media. Be sure and tag us in it at Elite Business Advisors on all platforms. Uh, and we just appreciate you guys helping spread the word that our goal with this podcast is to help get great content to business owners that need it um, or could just stand to get a little bit more advice in their life. So, you know, we we work with a lot of entrepreneurs at all stages in business, right? A lot of brand new entrepreneurs, literally helping them get their LLC formed, open their bank account, like they're leaving their job, they're starting up a business, maybe they're moving states. We've had that happen a couple of times, people moving and starting a business either over again or from scratch, uh, whatever it is, right? Maybe they're newer to business or a year or two into it. They're still figuring it out. They, they're looking for some guidance and some help from us. Uh, and then we have people that have been in business for 20 plus years that are, you know, very seasoned on that side, but still looking for some changes and, and to have some advice there. And so we see a lot of things from a lot of different angles. And, you know, what we've found is there's a lot of common themes and mistakes we see. Um, and these things that we're going to go through today are very, uh, very common and prevalent in new entrepreneurs. And I would say newer, even again, within those first couple of years, um, especially for the brand new entrepreneurs. But really, we notice this with a lot of seasoned business owners too, right? And so I want to kind of help them maybe get back to the basics on some things. You know, as life goes on and business goes on, you kind of forget some of the things, right? You get in some bad habits, you don't realize it. Maybe your mindset shifts a little bit. Uh, and so I want to get back to the basics for those people and for people that are new or newer to business, I want to help you guys get off to the right start. Uh, and again, this isn't every, not, we don't have any clients that are guilty of all of these five things we're going to go through today, uh, but definitely maybe one or two of them in a lot of different situations. And so uh, I hope this helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. All right, so let's talk about the top five mistakes that new entrepreneurs make. And as I said in the intro, it's not just new entrepreneurs, but, but we see this a lot uh, with those newer entrepreneurs. And so let me be very clear before I dive into this. I believe that the intentions are always correct. Uh, I don't think that anybody's doing any of these things for the wrong reasons. Um, I think that they truly are. Uh, it's just part of the the shift from being an employee to being an entrepreneur, right? There's a, a change financially that happens. There's a, a change time freedom that happens or maybe lack of freedom in some cases. And I think there's a shift psychologically that happens, right? Uh, and we see this a lot in the trades uh, and there's nothing wrong with it, right? But you're really good at what you do. Maybe you're underappreciated, underpaid, um, or you just want to go out on your own right? And so you go start your business, but you maybe don't have a, a good business understanding, a good background, a good foundation. And that's okay, right? Because I'll be honest, pretty much anybody that's running a business has figured out one way or the other, um, whether they've had a mentor, whether they've had coaching, whether they've went to school. Uh, a lot of you guys know I went to school for a business. And I'll be perfectly honest, like, 
probably 98% of what I do on a daily basis did not come from college or university uh, for my Canadian friends up there north of the border. And so for, for me, it's been a lot of figuring it out, plugging into mentors, education, learning. Um, we're constantly diving into education in the painting industry still, even though we give a lot of advice and a lot of talks and you know help our clients through and navigate things, we're always trying to learn and better ourselves, better ways to do things, new ways to think about things, um, new ways to break things down and simplify it for our clients, right? And so um, so again, I don't think there's, there's a, a bad reason behind this, right? But these are kind of the top five things that we see uh, mistakes made on a repeated basis. So number one, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it, writing things off. Um, I love I love the classic Shit's Creek like video clip. If you guys watch Shit's Creek, um, there's a, a clip in in one of the seasons. I don't remember where it was, uh, and I wish I could just like play it right now for a minute because um, I think it's hilarious and it's an accurate representation of how a lot of people feel like this. David starts a business and they start talking about tax write offs, and he's like, "Oh, you just write it off." And his dad, being the business person, is like, "What do you mean?" He's like, well, "I don't know. You just you write it off. Like I bought stuff from my business. You just write it off." And of course the dad's like, well, who writes it off? He's like, I don't know, the write-off people with the government, you just write it off, right? Um, and I think a lot of people, when you start a business, there's something about having your own business. It's cool, it's exciting. Like you kind of feel that sense of accomplishment, like you've made it, right? And that's, again, not a bad thing, because you have. But what I see a lot of people do is they just start buying things because they can now write things off on their taxes, which again, I'm all for legally reducing your tax liability. 110%, okay? But I think we a lot of money gets wasted because you can just write it off, right? Because it is, you know, legit, I'm putting that in air quotes for those of you guys watching on video, um, tax deductions, right? Let's say you go to lunch and you're out with a couple of people that are, you know, potential referral partners, maybe previous clients, potential clients, right? It's a legitimate business meal. And you're just like, hey, I'm gonna pick up the check, right? I got the, I got the new company credit card, right? By the way, it's, your credit card, it just has your company's name on it. There's no difference there. It's not like you work for a massive corporation. You're like, hey guys, I got this. Like shareholders are paying for this one today, right? Like you are the only shareholder. So you're paying for it, right? And so I see a lot of people like, hey, I'm just, I'm gonna pay for lunch or, you know, I might be out and this kind of maybe a gray area, right? You're, you get a round of drinks for for you and all your buddies, right? Uh, maybe it's after a round of golf. Hey, I got this, right? It tax write-off. Um, again, that's Probably not allowable, um, but I see people do it, not gonna lie. Um, if you're the IRS, don't come after me and force me to tell you that, who they are, but I've seen it. Um, and there's something about, you know, just being able to do that, right? Because you can write it off on your taxes. And so um, I, I think some of this stuff kind of stems from, I call it the entrepreneurial ego. And again, this isn't a bad thing. Uh, and I'll come back to that here at the end of the episode, but you know, we just, we spend money, right? And my point in this is you waste a lot of money writing things off that is still money coming out of your pocket. Um, if you've heard some of our episodes before about taxes and finances in the show, you know I love, again, legally reducing your taxable income, but don't go buy a new truck if you don't need a new truck just for the tax write-off because you're still spending the money on it. Same thing with tools, like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go buy a new saw so I can you know, get, write it off. Do you need a new saw? Eh, not really, my other one works just fine. Like you're still spending the money on that, right? And you're only gonna save I'm gonna throw a number out here, 30 to 40% on whatever that money is in taxes. Like people think like, oh, I spent $400 on a new sauce, so I'm saving $400 in taxes. No, you're just reducing your taxable income down $400 and 
the taxes on that again average maybe 30 to 40 percent uh depending on your company structure and you know do you have a spouse that works like there's a lot of factors that go in there um so maybe 20 to 40 percent is, is like the true accurate range but mostly we see 30 to 40 percent um that's all you're saving. So you just spent $400 to save 160. Anyways, I'm done on my soapbox. Um, so number one, writing things off and writing too much off. Are you hunting for supplies online? Looking for a trusted supplier that makes your job easier? Paintsupply.com offers real customer service, built-in volume discounts, multiple payment options, and thousands of the leading painting supplies in the industry in stock and ready to ship. Tapes and rollers? Check. Pallets of caulk? Easy. Most orders ship out same or next business day, and all orders over $100 ship for free. Paint Supply knows that you work hard, and they want to help make that hard work just a little bit easier. Visit PaintSupply.com today. Check out their reviews online. They speak for themselves. That's PaintSupply.com. The second thing, the second mistake we see, and this kind of goes a little bit into number one, um, but it's kind of, I, th I thought it was its own point here, is not understanding the difference between brand awareness and lead generation, okay? You start a business, there's kind of a list of things that, that we have put together in a checklist that we feel like you should have together for your business, right? You should have branded shirts or, you know, polos, depending on what your business is and what you're doing. You should have, you know, maybe some hats, you know, business cards, uh, you know, some of the basic things, right? But I see people will go get, but let's say you're starting a company and it's you and maybe one employee, right? You need like 12-ish like t-shirts to work in, right? And I got, we started, it was me and Trent. I went and bought 12 elite painting shirts. He got six, I got six. Guess what? Do laundry once a week, you're golden. Maybe twice a week in the summer when you're, you know, switching shirts out at lunch. You're fine, right? What I see people do is they'll go order 50 of them. Um, maybe because they got a little bit cheaper per shirt to order 50 of them. And then they give like 20 of them out to like friends and family and stuff, right? Um, or they'll go buy pins and like, hey, I, I bought 500 pins. And I'm like, is that really going to do much for you? Like, it's cool to have. It's cool to have your company logo on a pin. But at the end of the day, like that's not that's just money that's kind of being wasted, right? And that goes, well, it's a tax write-off, right? Well, yes, you're right. And that is a 100% legitimate tax write-off, not the gray area of buying meals and drinks and stuff for people that may or may not qualify for that. Um, it's a legit tax write-off, but like it's not really doing anything for your business. And so the reason I wanted this to be its own point is because there is a difference between brain awareness and lead generation. And this doesn't just hold true for new entrepreneurs. This holds true for everybody, right? I have a lot of clients, you know, come, they get, you know, different offers. Somebody approaches them or they're looking at stuff, right? And it's like, hey, I can be in this, you know, city magazine for, you know, $2,000 a month. And it's like, what's the goal, right? Is the goal, and that's, to me, the cost for that's a little extreme, depending on how many houses it's going to, how many people are actually looking at that, right? Um, and things that we kind of always break down. But like, I always ask them, like, is the goal to just generate brand awareness for your company? Or is the goal to really generate like leads and estimates that are going to come in in the next three to four weeks? Now, it might be a little bit of a mixture, but I think any advertising thing you do, you have to ask yourself that question. Anytime you're spending money on advertising, it needs to be is this lead generation, brand awareness, or a little bit of both, right? Um, we had a deal with the, the local Texas Roadhouse here um, whenever I had my painting company that we had a, a slide up on like the, the TV in the waiting room, right? Super genius idea. Um, they had like, they held it to like 10 or 15 businesses. So your ad showed like every six or seven minutes. 
which is handy sometimes because Texas Roadhouse is on like an hour and a half wait. Now they do the whole like put your name on the list ahead of time thing. But this was like, <clears throat> again, back in the Stone Ages, like seven years ago. Um, and it was great, right? But I knew when we did that, that it we probably weren't going to get a lot of leads out of it, right? Somebody at Texas Roadhouse on a Friday night, sitting there waiting for 30 minutes with their family. They're probably not looking at the screen like, oh, I need a painter. Let me see if one pops up. Right. But I knew that it was a brand awareness thing. Right. And we we paired ourselves with, you know, certain demographics. Right. The people that tend to go to Texas Roadhouse or, you know, something like that. There's there's some other things to think about with it. But we knew it was brand awareness. We knew we were heavily invested here in the O'Fallon community where, where we live at now and where our office is here. And that was just kind of our way of saying, like, hey, you know, we're going to spend fifteen hundred bucks on this for the year um, and we're going to reach a lot of people in the area. And that's OK. Like we aren't expecting anything out of it. And guess what? I think we got one, maybe two leads out of it in two years, right? But we had a lot of people tell us down the road or after we went out there for an estimate, maybe they got a flyer, they saw us on Facebook, there was a referral like, hey, I think I saw you're at a Texas Roadhouse, right? So that confirmed that again, it was a brand awareness move that wasn't causing direct action to reach out to us, but it was helping supplement when they heard or saw about us from some other way. Hey, I think I like there's that brand recognition, right? That's why we're so big on branding, logos, colors, everything. Uh, and so keep that in mind whenever you're getting started with your business. So how do you scale up your painting business without having a breakdown? Let me tell you. At Breakthrough Academy, we systemize contracting businesses for growth. Our specialty is the implementation of operational systems, which pull you, the owner, out of the day-to-day -day so that you can focus on the much bigger picture. And here's how we do it. First, we pair you with an industry specialized coach that guides you through implementation, tracks your results, and holds you accountable. Second, we set you up inside a content ecosystem that contains hundreds upon hundreds of made-for-you templates. You will literally never have to make a process from scratch ever again. Third, we immerse you in a top-notch community of like-minded entrepreneurs who share freely, they share candidly, and it makes the journey of entrepreneurship a heck of a lot less lonely. Now, the content coaching and community all combine to help guide you through the six pillars of our program, which are financial controls, defined roles, hiring systems, training and onboarding, optimized sales and marketing, and goal setting and execution. So if you're running a quickly growing business and you're ready to stop putting out fires and reclaim your life, join the top contractors in North America at Breakthrough Academy. The third mistake, this is a big one. They have too much freedom. Entrepreneurs in the beginning enjoy their freedom way too much. This isn't true for every single one, but they're, you know, when you have a job and you have to be there eight to five, Monday through Friday, maybe 10 hour days, maybe some Saturdays, right? And you now become your own boss. Having freedom is the coolest freaking thing in the world. Because if you wanna go play around a round of golf on a Tuesday afternoon at one o'clock, there's nobody telling you you can't. You don't have to go take PTO to do it, right? You, you, know, you don't have to tap into your 40 hours a week or you don't have to worry about making your boss mad, right? But guess what? There's also nobody telling you like that you can't do it. And that's not always a good thing, right? The freedom is great of entrepreneurship. And this is something I, I know I've personally lost sight of the last couple of years as our business has grown and, you know, life has been crazy and 
I was honestly reminded Monday, um, I went and my dad and I went and played around a golf Monday morning from Father's Day. There's a, a nice course here in the area. We always played every year for Father's Day. <clears throat> Some of you guys might have heard on a previous episode, I uh, may or may not have popped my shoulder out of socket and dislocated it playing church softball. Um, I made a diving stop and I got the guy out. It was worth it-ish. Um, but so we've, we've had to put this off. Finally, I'm able to start golfing again and stuff. But anyway, so uh, so those of you guys doing the math, yes, we were like six weeks behind Father's Day and that's why. But it reminded me, right? I went, I took the day off. Um, I ended up working in the afternoon after we got back. I didn't schedule any meetings. Uh, didn't really have a lot of text, phone calls, emails or anything while we were golfing. It was just nice to go take a day and it's, it's Monday, spend time with my dad, go golf, get around to golf in. Um, we had a great day. And that like, I needed that reminder of why I'm on this crazy entrepreneurial journey with all of you guys. Right. Um, and, and it's a good thing and we're, we're blessed with it, but sometimes, you know, having that freedom is a good thing, but in the beginning, like we take advantage of it too much. Right. It's like, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll go do this. And you don't end up realizing like how little you may or may not be working. Um, and even for you seasoned business owners out there, I would stop and think about that. Like how many hours am I actually working? because it's probably a little less than you might think. Like if you track it or if you look at your calendar and you say, how many hours am I actually working? Especially if you work from home or you spend a lot of time in your home office, that's that can be very deceiving, right? I was guilty of that before we had this office when I worked out of our house, um, which I still work from home quite a bit, but um, I, now I see how much I get done here at the office. I'd just go to the fridge, I'd play with our dog, I'd just get up and throw a load of laundry in, right? Like all the little things that add up during the day. So how much time are you actually spending? Because we can get very deceived in that. Um, and I think for new entrepreneurs, you get very deceived in this because those of you guys that do job costing, as we recommend, as we talk about a lot, um, those of you guys watching on video, I got our numbers don't lie t-shirt on here because the numbers don't lie. Um, you look and you see how much you made per hour put into that for production, right? Like you're like, man, I'm making 50 bucks an hour, 60 bucks an hour, 70 bucks an hour, man. I'm making killer money. I only made 25 at my old job. This is great. But that's just for the hours you're working, right? Like, are you actually producing six to eight hours a day, five days a week? And a lot of times you're not, right? And so there's, a, a, again, another self-deception that happens that you feel like you're crushing it. But if you don't look at how much money you made, let's say that week or that month, right? Because a lot of people pay themselves every week, every two weeks, you know, and we kind of look at monthly numbers here because of overhead and stuff with our clients. If you don't look at that big picture, you'll start to not, or you won't realize that you're taking advantage of that time freedom a little too much, right? Because if you're making $70 an hour, you know, production, that's amazing, right? And let's just say you may only work 30 hours producing, that's $2,100 a week. You're probably pretty happy with that, especially if your job was making 25, even $30 an hour before. But if you're only working 20 hours a week, again, you might, the math might still work out, but guess what? You also have overhead expenses, everything else that comes into running a business, right? And those are the things that people don't think about. They just see that $70 an hour and like, man, I'm crushing it. Oh, I can take off, you know, Thursday and Friday this week. And if you don't look at the big picture, if you don't break it down with the rest of your overhead and everything else you have to cover and taxes and all the other stuff that comes into running a business, it's easy to get really deceived in that, right? Um, and so just something to think about. Because again, if you don't track it, if you don't break it down, um, it's easy to kind of lose sight of some of that. So um, again, we one of the biggest things, I, I've said this on previous episodes, one of the biggest mistakes we see clients make, it's not that they're not profitable. It's that they don't get enough work in during the year. It's 
or during the month, right? Or during the week, it's their jobs are super profitable, but their scheduling is not efficient. They're, they're only working five to six hour days, right? Whatever that might be. And so I think that's a, that's a big pain point. Uh, another thing that we see a lot, too much work from friends and family at discounted prices. Listen, I love having supportive friends and family. I love when they support our business. Um, I think it's a great thing. And I think that there's people that support you in life that you give back to, right? And I think it's okay sometimes to do some discounted work, right? Maybe don't take advantage of grandma because she's willing to support your small business. But on the flip side, again, it was, we just talked about tracking your time. If you don't track your profitability on these projects and understand you eventually are going to discount yourself, right? You're going to not be making as much money as you should because you did a whole month's worth of projects for friends and family at 20, 30, 40% off, right? And again, if you're good with that and you're still making the money you need to make and you're able to serve people you care about, fantastic. But nine times out of 10, that's not the case, right? Uh, and so I say, hey, maybe at that point, maybe once or twice a month, hop in and, and do some discounted work for friends and family and tell them like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm happy to do this. I'm happy to knock some money off. Let me, I'm gonna give you the option. Like I can either do this at the price that I need to charge for my business you know, in three weeks when we have our next opening. Um, or if you want me to do it, I can kind of hook you up and give you a little bit of a discount, but it's going to be about two months because I can only do one or two of those projects a month, right? There's a way to manage that. There's a way to set that expectation and respect your business. And I don't think family and friends expect discounts or ask for discounts or hope for discounts out of ill will, right? They're not trying to take advantage of you, right? Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if you let them walk all over you, they're not going to respect your business, right? Because now you're just somebody that's like a handyman, a hobby person. Your, your business isn't legit. It's a hobby, right? When you tell them, hey, listen, I can do this now for full price in three weeks, or we can get to it in two months, uh, and I'm happy to knock 20, 30% off. I can just only do one or two of those projects for friends and family a month. They're like, whoa, Chris is taking his business seriously. Like he's disciplined. He gets his numbers. He's treating this like a business person, right? So sometimes it's even that expectation that you set. And again, if they don't understand that, that's okay. Just let them be. Give them the option. Say, hey, no, that's fine. You just, like, if you have a problem with that, I'm sorry, but like, this is what I have to do. Like I'm on my own now. Like we have overhead, we have insurance, we have expenses, we have taxes, we have all this other stuff, right? To pay for my own brushes and rollers now, like everything that goes into running a business. And if they don't understand that, that's okay. Love them where they're at and move on. At Sherwin-Williams, we make innovative products that apply smoothly. Plus, we have the services to make your business run smoother. We deliver preferred pricing and discounts on the products you trust. Plus, free delivery to your job site. We have straightforward tools for your business today. Plus, cutting-edge solutions to build your business for tomorrow. We save you money. Plus, we save you time. Work smarter with productive solutions. So the last mistake we see a lot is understanding, understanding the difference between investment and expense. Um, it kind of goes back a little bit about the brand awareness lead generation thing. Uh, but there's a difference between investing in yourself and incurring an expense, right? And I'm not saying this from a manipulative biased way, but spending money on, let's just say business coaching or, you know, advising what we do. Um, that's an investment in your business. It is a taxable expense, right? You get to write it off on your taxes, um, take it as an expense to the business. Um, but it's an investment, right? Cause our goal 
just so you guys know, is not for our clients to stay stagnant or plateau or never get better or more profitable or whatever, right? All of our clients have different goals, whether it's systemizing more, you know, growing their business, top line revenue, getting out of the field, getting their time back, right? Everybody's got different goals. But it's an investment. Like we want you to get better. We want to help you get better. And so it's an investment in yourself. It's not an expense. Technically, from a profit and loss point of view, it's an expense, right? And so think about that. As I mentioned with the pins earlier, like that's not really an investment in your business. It's more of just kind of a an expense, right? Meals. With the right people, it can be an investment, right? It's the relationship building. Hey, I'm going to take you out for lunch. That makes sense. But know when it's an investment, when it's an expense, right? I think about that with advertising a lot. And just a lot of different things in your business, right? There's gonna be expenses that you have to have. You have to have insurance. You should have insurance. A lot of states require you to have insurance, right? Um, but there's gonna be other things that, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not really an investment. It, it is, it's not returning anything, right? An investment should return stuff. Um, and so don't not go to an event, a PCA expo, whatever it might be, because it's an expense. It's not an expense. You will 10X your return on a lot of that stuff. Um, and so just understand the difference between investment versus expense. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't have the money for this. And it's like, well, you need to figure out how to get the money for it or else you're never gonna have the money for anything, right? Um, we don't hear that a lot because a lot of our clients that, that come to us that kind of have a good coachability understanding of investment versus expense. Um, but we've heard that a couple of times, like especially when we were early on and maybe we weren't really with our, our, our right target market at the time as we were building this business, um, just like some of you guys are as you're getting started in your business. You know, we would hear that. We did hear that a, a couple of times, at least like, well, hey, I don't really have the money to, to pay you to do this. And I'm like, well, if you don't figure it out, like you're probably never going to have the money to pay somebody or to never have the money to go on vacation. Like if you can't figure out how to get over the hurdle, like it's always going to be that way. Right. So if you view it as an expense, like that's just how it's always going to be. Um, and again, I don't mean that in an arrogant way, but just a truthful way. Right. And so like I mentioned earlier, I think for me, all five of these mistakes, I truthfully believe comes from what we call the entrepreneurial ego. And what that is, is we have a business or I have a business now and it's really cool. It's really exciting. Um, and there's a level of respect because you've kind of made it right. And so paying for things, you know, just buying, you know, things to promote and throw your business out there. All of those things kind of, in my opinion, come from having that entrepreneurial ego. And again, it's not a bad thing, right? But we kind of get a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. Anybody that stepped out into entrepreneurship, we get that little bit of a chip. We get excited about it. And unfortunately, that causes us to make some bad decisions or maybe not understand the bigger picture here. And so I hope that that helps you guys. Again, if you're a new business owner, uh, if you're somebody listening to this and you're like, man, Chris was like five for five or four for five, please don't take it personally. Again, this episode was not about one person specifically, just common themes we see in working with a lot of new entrepreneurs. And even as we were putting this episode together, thinking about, man, there's a lot of our experienced clients that kind of just need to get back to some of these basics, back to some of these foundational things. And so I hope it helps. We'll catch you next week. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you get the newest episode every Tuesday morning. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate your support. You are the reason that we take time to do this podcast every week. Uh, and so your feedback means the world to us and we appreciate you guys. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.